magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Monday, July 31st. It's five minutes after 11. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there at Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube right now typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. And also, if you'd like to hear all the wonderful bumper music that Kevin supplies us with, you can find that available on Spotify. Just type in Kendall and Casey and you'll get all of our playlists. So I'm just going to reveal this inside baseball here because, you know, we're one big happy family with our audience. Mm -hmm. Your daughter is working here now. Yep. And next segment, we had a conversation earlier that I would like to get your input on because your daughter is super smart and securing a super smart person degree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it has spawned a conversation about the responsibility of the job people have based on what your job actually is and the life altering consequences, Mm -hmm. potentially if you screw up a job based on what said job is. Yep. Like us, we can mess up and it really, Uh, it's not going to hurt a whole lot of people. And I thought that would be a fascinating thing to point out because sometimes, you know, this Casey, we will just... It is often with Kevin that we get on these little side conversations, but it was with your daughter, and I just thought, boy, it, it sometimes I sometimes I'm hit with my own brilliance, and I don't even realize it until the words physically <laughs> protrude from my lips, and it just to me was like, oh my gosh, that is totally true, and it never I never realized how little responsibility I actually have. I'd like to point out how diplomatic she is, because you were saying something that she, I think, disagrees with, yeah. and she said, you do make some good points, <laughs> but <laughs> however... Well, yeah, and look, here is... Nicely uh, done, Emily. We've, nicely we've, done. We've... We, my goal is to try to scare people off day one because if you see the worst of something, then it's never as bad as you have seen the first. You're trying to scare fr- no, her no, no, no. It's just like now she will be like, it's never. If your expectation is so low, it is why. Okay, when we interviewed Jefferson Shreve, people were like, "Oh my gosh, you were so professional! I right. can't believe it." Well, if the expectation is raving psychopath, <laughs> and you have a moderate a moderate amount of professionalism. The bar for me is so low that people were like, wow, Rob really stepped up his game there. I'm so <laughs> impressed. So in terms of a coworker thing, and I kind of did this with you. Mm. Remember the first time we had our little Zoom call? Mm-hmm. And I was just basically like, I don't care if you're here or not. I've got stuff to accomplish. Uh, if you want to be a part of this, great. Mm-hmm. Just stay out of my way. Uh-huh. And then from there, you could only go up. And then you were like, well, it turns out Rob is actually a pretty nice guy. And yes. he's a pretty decent coworker. Yes. You always set the, and this is, should be a true in business or anything else, set the bar lower right. than what you plan to achieve. That way people will think whatever <laughs> you achieve is actually great. And I've done that with your daughter today, where if she comes back tomorrow or whenever she's back again, mm-hmm. it will never be as bad as it was today. I think more than anything, the conversation with Aaron about fighting fourth graders probably scared her off more than anything. <laughs> so, I okay. I don't want to speak for her, though. We've got to get to this guy, Daniel <laughs> Goldman, who is a, a rep from New York. But when next segment, I want to have that conversation because I thought that was really interesting how 
certain people just have responsibility and some do not. <laughs> some don't. Okay, so the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, she said last week uh, that no, President Biden would not consider pardoning his son, Hunter, yes. over the felony gun and tax misdemeanor charges. And she did decline to say if the president had spoken to him after the plea deal fell apart last week. But uh, they're saying, no, we won't pardon him because they don't think it's going to come to that. Well, isn't it interesting? And look, you're not going to sell it if you're the Biden administration. You're not going to sell, oh my gosh, yes, our the president's son is so wholly horrific that he's going to need to consider a pardon. You're not going to sell it, even if he did need a pardon. However, you are correct in the sense of they know the game is so rigged that we're never going to be in a position by which Hunter Biden might serve a single solitary day in jail. Mm-hmm. The, the little dealio that fell apart last week totally proved that you have a just a mon, a just a just tons of evidence of what a just complete piece of criminal garbage Hunter Biden is up to and including he may have been involved in human trafficking and may have been involved depending on who you listen to with people who are not of legal age to be involved in the things that they were involved in and yet they treat him not only the Biden administration but now prosecutors are treating him like some guy who just conveniently was because of his drug use was down on his luck and avoided paying millions of dollars in taxes. Mm-hmm. And this is just a dad who's supporting his son and loves him. <laughs> Daddy just happens to be president of the United States. OK, so this uh, rep from New York, Daniel Goldman, he says it would be a mistake for Joe to pardon Hunter, but won't do that because he's so fair and doing such a good job of in ensuring independence of the DOJ. The, the White House, White House press secretary uh, this week said that, that they, a pardon for Hunter Biden is off the table, but we haven't heard uh, President Biden himself rule it out. Do you think a pardon for his son would be a mistake? Yes, and I don't think there's any chance that President Biden is going to do that, unlike his predecessor, who pardoned all of his friends uh, and anyone who had any access to him. Um, D- President Biden has restored the integrity of the Department of Justice, and I think you see that in this case, where he kept on, and Merrick Garland kept on, a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney to investigate the president's son. If there is not an indication of the independence of the Department of Justice beyond that, I, I don't know know what what we could look for integrity he brought back integrity there's the little meme and i have no idea what this is and somebody's gonna say wow rob you're totally out of the the loop on who this is it's like a puppet that's looking sideways have you seen this like anytime there's something kev you're hip with the new stuff what is the meme of the little puppet he's like looking sideways when somebody will say something ridiculous and i'm sure you've seen this is that the kermit the frog meme you know it's not kermit i would know who kermit the frog is there's Uh, some sort of he's a kermit look-alike though yeah he's like he's like looking Mm -hmm. sideways he's very concerned when somebody says something that is the look that was on my face as i'm hearing that or the one where homer simpson is moving backwards into the bushes into the bushes Mm mm-hmm You've got to be, but they say it with a straight face. Yes, they do. Uh, Okay, so they're saying it would be a mistake and there's no way he would give Hunter preferential treatment. (laughs) Right, because he didn't get a motorcade on his way to the trial, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, he did. Oh, 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 he he did. did. Oh, he did. Okay. He's he's not flying around Air Force One. Oh, but he has. Oh, he is. Okay, right, right. He's not on the balcony 
of the White House during the 4th of July celebration. But he was. Oh, he was. Okay. So, no, besides all of that, yes. there's no preferential treatment. And he has this super close relationship with Joe, but Joe has no idea about any of Hunter Biden's business dealings. Right, right. They've never talked about his business. Let's that's say- what, That's what... We've been told. Okay, so you talked to your mom over the weekend, (laughs) right? Yeah. And at someone I'm going to guess, your mom probably asked you, Mm -hmm. how's the show going? How's your job? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Right. You know why she did that? Because it's what every parent who's involved in their kid's life does. They ask about their job. Mm -hmm. When we had the pleasure of meeting Kevin's very wonderful parents, Mm -hmm. Like, Kev, I'm going to ask every so often. Your parents will ask you, hey, Kev, how's the show going? How's work going? How's your band doing, which would be your jobs? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because that's what happens with every parent. And the idea that Joe Biden is the one parent in the entire world whose son is involved in things which would actually potentially involve him, which is dealing with foreign governments, notably China and the Ukraine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden's the one who just never asked anything about that. Well, he's bringing integrity back to the DOJ. You know, the DOJ that sent that letter to Devin Archer this weekend <laughs> saying, we, we we need him to come in now before he testifies, which, by the way, Devin Archer is doing right now. But this uh, Representative Goldman, he goes on and he seems to allude the Hunter deal was done to protect him <laughs> from Trump. That's That's what's going on here. The plea deal was made for Hunter to protect Hunter against Donald Trump. Were you surprised to see the judge in Delaware reject the plea deal? Not reject it, but not accept it? Well, right. I I think that there's been a lot of uh, hay made of this, Um, but this is a fairly typical process that goes through. This was an unusual agreement in part because it's a 24 month uh, agreement and there's the possibility that Donald Trump will be president. And we know from his presidency how much he weaponized the Department of Justice to go after his enemies and to favor his associates. And so Hunter Biden's lawyers are concerned that Donald Trump, if he were to get the presidency would weaponize the Department of Justice. And so there is an added calculation to this. But the fact of the matter is that this is a Trump appointed U.S. attorney, a Trump appointed judge. This is a very uh, independent and thorough investigation. And I think that whatever happens in the Hunter Biden case, we can rest assured that it was done based solely on the facts and the evidence and that there was nothing else to it. I just have to laugh because everything they say is the opposite. This so reminds me of when Peter Ducey was asking Biden about Ukraine and, and, and Biden turned around and said, you need, we need to investigate Trump about this. Whatever they accuse the other side of doing mm-hmm. is, what, is they're, what they're doing, what they're actually doing. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we go to a break, uh, Chris Murphy, he is a United States senator. I think he's Connecticut. Democrat, He was on uh, one of these uh, award-winning weekend shows, and he made it very clear he has no concerns whatsoever about Joe's involvement with Hunter Biden. Do you have any concerns about this? 
I don't have any concerns. I think this is a, a witch hunt. Um, if you know, Hunter Biden has broken the law, he should be held accountable for it. I don't think he's being treated any differently than anyone else who's been accused of the crimes that he's been accused of. He's had a lot of trouble in his life, and Joe Biden has been open about it, and I think has shown, as any caring father would, a lot of concern to try to help Hunter Biden recover. Um, but there has never been any evidence that um, Joe Biden has compromised his office. Um, in fact, to the very opposite to the, the evidence around the allegations Republicans have made about Hunter Biden's involvement in Ukraine suggests that Joe Biden was working to root out corruption uh, in Ukraine, as he consistently did as vice president. Oh, is that what he was doing? He was working to root it out. There are two issues which, above all else, are put on some sort of untouchable pedestal for the Democrats that they seek on a daily basis to demonize and to punish, and that is guns and taxes. You hear the pla- the the anchor of the Democrat Party is the rich guys not paying their fair share, and that the guns are the worst thing ever. And Hunter Biden is accused and was apparently willing to admit. I mean, I think we can say no, he did because he has admitted that he was willing to admit to it. Did both of those things. He broke the the bond on the two issues that the left are uh, say there is no coming back from right mm-hmm. the evil gun pe- gun violators and the evil tax violators and he did them both and yet apparently for doing both it's a parlay if we're doing sports betting terms hunter biden parlayed them together and for this guy well yeah getting no jail time that's totally he's not treated any so that's the left standard that no jail time for anyone who cheats on their taxes mm-hmm. and no jail time for anyone who who commits a gun offense but yet we're told we need more laws we mean need more irs agents we need more gun reform but if you break the law on both of them yeah just probation it'll be fine it's, it's okay and and remember any future transgressions as well because that happens to most people it is 18 minutes after 11 this is kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you I get it. It's 11:22 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Is, isn't Rick Springfield coming here sometime soon? Yeah, he's going to be here on uh, Saturday, and I'm actually going to it. So you could meet Kevin yeah. at the Rick Springfield concert. Yeah, and you can buy me a beer or a few. <laughs> yeah, and this is at or the is it, is it at the White the White River? Yeah, I think they call it TCU Amphitheater now. So this is not like when you went to the Bizarro Turkish punk rock whatever psychedelic whatever they were at the vogue right this is totally relatable to our audience yeah Mm -hmm. so you may if you're going to be there kev now are you going with your family or going with my parents okay perfect so you you could find kev Mm -hmm. and meet kev's wonderful parents as well are you going to take stickers with you yeah i probably (laughs) should i've been really bad about remembering to take those with me Mm -hmm. so if someone walked up to you and recognized you at the rick springfield concert you would indeed if they buy you a beer you would pound a brew with them and shoot the breeze and answer any questions about your quasi celebrity life that you live Mm -hmm. between nine and noon each day yeah they could give me an interview basically perfect great so there you go nine (laughs) bucks Uh, that's probably what a beer costs now i would guess somewhere in that range and i will give them a sticker Mm -hmm. well you played that song they call me Bruce because we've got a dog story. And I said, Rob, 
be thinking about Bruce. That, What's the latest with him? Well, and that is uh, real quick, and then I will totally get off this so you can tell whatever topic we're about to discuss. That is one of the great songs in rock history because that song is by Rick Springfield, mm-hmm. and it is about how in his prime, women used to confuse him with Bruce Springsteen, right. but he used to let it go because and he knew a strong interpersonal relationship waited at the end of that confusion and so he was willing <laughs> he, he was willing them. to do with the, basically the dehumanizing of not knowing who he actually mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. because he was close Rick Springfield was close enough to Bruce Springsteen that it, the the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow was worth someone not being able to identify. It didn't matter man. what they called them. <laughs> well, a new poll of 2,000 American dog owners said that the average person believes that their dog could care only for themselves for a maximum of two days. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's... So, cl- if Bruce were set free, how long would he make it oh, out okay, there in the like, big scary like world? It, like in the wild. Yep, out there in the wild. Okay, yes, Bruce... Yeah, um, Boy, that's strong because how would they eat would be my question. Where well, they'd have to forage for food. Yeah, that's not. It's not going to happen for Bruce, huh? Bruce is an indoor dog. Uh, my English bulldog, Bruce. Uh, Casey has met Bruce. She's seen Bruce. Uh, he is an indoor dog. He is probably uh, 65-ish pounds of lazy. Uh, and he knows his role, which is to be a lovable little snorting uh, mm-hmm. stinky, slobbering fluff ball, and that is his role in society. When asked about this question, 31% said they would give their dogs less than a day. Yeah, Kev. Uh, well, what does Bruce typically eat? Because he strikes me Everything. as a salmon lover. <laughs> salmon. You think he'd go wait, go down to the river? Yeah. 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 I, I can see him trying to get some that is fish. A, that is a fascinating question, though. Like, how would a... Because there are, there are outdoor dogs who no doubt would do better on this mm-hmm. than indoor dogs. Yeah. Indoor dogs, such as Bruce, Gracie Dog. Yeah. Kev has had multiple indoor dogs. Yeah, Jack Russell. Yeah, they, they, they depend on someone putting food in a bowl and yeah. putting it down. How would that animal do mm-hmm. out in... In the wild. In the wild. So when Gracie Dog was young, she, you know, we had the electric fence. Yeah. So that she wouldn't leave. And there were many times that she would jump it and she would take off. She That's was a wild. runner. She mm-hmm. loved it. And uh, in the winter time, we would often find her in the neighbor's garage because she was getting cold. But <laughs> now that she's older, I don't give her an hour. Here is what I would struggle with on if Bruce would make it more than a day because yes he is a lazy statuesque lovable ball of <laughs> statuesque of he's short and squat <laughs> but bulldogs and i have seen bruce do this and who and 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 whoever has had a bulldog would know this that they will kill in an instant for their owner like i have no doubt if someone broke in my house and it would take a second bruce would rip their arm off mm-hmm. and I, i'm not being facetious when i'm saying that bull and if you've ever dealt with a, an angry bulldog, that is not fun. So I struggle on this because I think if necessary, he could flip a switch by which he could survive for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. I think when Gracie Dog was young, she really wanted to be free. Now that she's older, she knows who takes care of her. She wouldn't last an hour. All right, before we get into break, one last thing. Uh, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, they had a relaxing weekend at the beach. <laughs> Did you see that? They were sitting on the beach underneath an umbrella. Since taking office, Joe Biden has spent 360 days, 39% of his presidency on vacation. Did he have his shirt off again? Or did he leave his clothes on this time? No, I think he... 
I, you know what? I don't remember. I was was he wearing look, socks? Wasn't looking. Thirty nine percent of his presidency on vacation. You guys, what job can you do where you get to have that much vacation time? Hey, we we got we got to go to a break, but I want to play you this audio. It's just it's not connected to anything. But Casey, I just need you to help me try to understand this. Kev, you can jump in on this too. So Are this you talking guy, about Jeff Duncan? Yes, he's some sort of he's on CNN, and I guess this guy is some sort of a. GOP strategist, I think, mm-hmm. is what they listed him as. I have no idea what that actually means. Maybe he's like the people who poorly advised Jefferson Shreve that taking legal guns would be a good idea or punishing law-abiding gun owners. I don't know. Anyway, he was on CNN, and they were talking about nominating Donald Trump for president. And Casey, I have no idea what this actually means, but maybe you guys will be able to help. You know, nominating Donald Trump for the Republican Party is a lot like peeing in your pants, right? It's going to feel good for a couple of seconds, but then you wake up and you realize the realities of what you just did. We're going to get beat in the general because we picked the wrong candidate. We couldn't get out of our own way. That's quite a a catchy analogy, Jeff. (laughs) He's like wetting the bed. Voting for Trump is like wetting the bed. Is that what that... You're you're relieved in the instant and... It feels... What what does that... It feels good in the moment. I don't... This is like a Dumb and Dumber thing. I just, <laughs> they were called. Why do they have all these weirdos on these liberal networks? Like even the Republicans they pick are just people who just say they say the most stupid stuff. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It does. Being your pants is gonna feel good in the instant you do it, but after you're done with it, it's not gonna feel so good anymore. When did peeing? When did, <laughs> have you have you ever been in like a really cold <laughs> body of water? Yes. And you have to go to the Lake bathroom. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Lake you've Michigan. Been, you've been in example. you've been in Lake Michigan. Many times. Like in in swimming in Lake Michigan. Yes, many when it was times. when it was cold. It's always cold. Yeah, in the summer. There's like one day Lake Michigan's warm. Oh, there's no way in the summertime when you go up to Chicago and you see people running around there that you get in that body of water and that's cold. There's no way. Oh, yes. Oh, it's cold. It's always cold. Then why would you get in it? Cuz they <laughs> They want to frolic in the water, oh, a, a well, some, minute of refreshment. Some, sometimes people have to go to the bathroom, and <laughs> exactly. there's no uh, toilets around. Yeah. You know what you call that? That's called a prop check. You get off the boat, you're just checking the prop. Really not. I've done it many times. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, when we come back, Casey, we have so much audio to get to. We've got another wild and wacky edition of what Kamala's saying. What in the world is Kamala saying? Chief Lion Warren uh, oh, is getting yeah. it, getting frisky. Okay. Uh, we've got just so much great stuff to get to. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, I'm on my way. It's time for another wild and wacky edition of What in the World is Kamala Saying? It's 1134 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So she is set to go to Wisconsin to talk about how wonderful and fabulous she thinks the Biden administration is. Isn't it interesting that they're sending her out on the road and not him? He has... uh, only a 38% approval rating on the economy right now. And uh, according to most voters, 41%, that is the biggest issue. So you touching on her, them sending her out. Mm-hmm. You see this a lot in sports, and you actually saw this with the Colts last year, where no matter who plays quarterback, the team is going to stink, right? Whether it was Matt Ryan or Nick Foles or uh, Sam Ellinger. Mm-hmm. Did you get a general trend last year that we only won four games, no matter which person you put at quarterback? Yeah. Because the team is a collective. There were all sorts of issues with the team. 
It's the same thing with the Biden administration. You can send whoever you want out there. It's not going to be any better, whether it's her or it's him or it's Mayor Pete or it's Phil. And, boy, they have just so much fun in the newsroom. I, I never knew the, new, the news could be just, gosh darn, it could be that much fun. And I'm so glad it just gets to bleed in here to our studio. I mean, that's just uh, that's just the best. Um, anyway. It doesn't matter who you send out. It just doesn't it doesn't matter because the message is horrific. Well, with Biden you're gonna get tons of gaffes and what do you pauses. get with her? Well, with her you get word salad. <laughs> Uh, she can at least complete the word. Uh, they just don't always go together. <laughs> she can complete the yes. She can she can finish the word that she starts. She just puts them with words that don't make any sense. Right, exactly. Uh, this time she's talking about criminal justice reform. And it includes what we need to do, for example, with the, the, the pipeline. And that is about restructuring and thinking about how we restructure, how we think about what causes people to enter the system and addressing those things. So what 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 did she say? So I heard restructuring twice. Uh, how what? Yeah. Uh, the pipeline. People getting in the system. Here's an At idea. At first, I thought she was talking about energy. Well, I did too. I thought maybe we pulled the wrong clip. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, wait, what? They opened the pipeline? We're going to drill? It's, no. It's pretty simple. Yeah. There are really, really crappy people in this world who are really, really hell-bent on causing as much chaos and disruption as they possibly can. And those people simply cannot be rehabilitated. There are certain, my dad used to talk about this all the time because my dad had some of the worst of the worst on his caseload, that there are certain people who just are more comfortable being institutionalized. Mm -hmm. They thrive on being institutionalized. They fail, they actually do better being incarcerated and being a part of the institution. Yes. They know where their meals are coming. They know where they're going to sleep. They know what their social circle will be. They know work, whatever you want to call that, what that is. They simply just cannot adapt or function into society. And yet, for some reason, we refuse to admit that. Some people just cannot be rehabilitated. They have no business being out in the world. Some people don't want to be rehabilitated. Right? Um, so, I 100 bucks says... We're going to find mushrooms at the White House soon. <laughs> By the way, did they ever say who the cocaine belonged to? We did not find that. That's a close case, Casey. We'll oh, never know. So we're moving on from it's that. It's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? The yeah, world the may world never may know. Never yeah, know. absolutely. Okay, well, here's another good one from um, <laughs> your buddy Elizabeth Warren. Old Chief Lion Warren. Why do they keep reelecting her? That's that's my question. Uh, when, it, when it comes to Kamala Harris, uh, Elizabeth Warren says, hold my beer. <laughs> she says student loan debt is a racial justice issue. And so we've been together fighting to try to cancel student loan debt. Student loan debt is a racial justice issue. How so? Well, here, here's the thing. And I guess I will say, uh, maybe she has a point. Um, my wife is Hispanic. She has student loan debt. Okay. It's a racial justice issue. Oh, wait. No. But there's also a lot of white mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. who have student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So, wait. No, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I, I don't know why they have to turn everything into a race issue. Everything. 
They're so engaged in dividing the country along race lines. Because that is how they get people to vote for the Democrats, Casey. Mm -hmm. Because if you always are the victim, and that's what the Democrat Party is, it's the party of victimhood. Look, your daughter is white. My wife is Hispanic. Mm -hmm. They're going to have the same problem. They have bills to pay related to their schooling. And many, many other kids, black, Asian, white, Hispanic, a mixture of both, whatever, have the same issue, which is people have taken on student loan debt, which is ridiculous, but the amount of student loan debt is not related to racial justice, is related to these goofy, stupid institutions and how much they charge. And I know Purdue has done a markedly better job than than many other institutions, and you and I are both going to benefit from that because your daughter Mm -hmm. and my wife have degrees from Purdue, so they're better off than other people. But it is the institution that is the problem. The irresponsible, illogical, ever-never-ending raising of tuition fees are why student loan debt is so high. It has nothing to do with the fact that your kid is black or Hispanic or white or Asian or whatever. And yet, you can't, you can't victimhood people based on that. If you victimhood people, which is, it's not your fault, it's the fault of fill in the blank, then you always need the government to be some sort of arbiter for that thing. The government must intercede. The government must step in. The government must help you in your victimhood because you are incapable of doing it on your own. And gosh darn it, the Democrat Party is here to help. Isn't justice just justice no matter what it is? Oh, Casey, now hush. It's supposed to be blind, right? Quiet, woman. Okay. Stop with your sensical talking over there. (laughs) It's 1141. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, let's talk about what you were saying earlier. So uh, my degree is is in general studies, Mm -hmm. and I have been very candid with our audience that I went kicking and screaming begrudgingly to get a college degree. It took me six years. I went part-time. I worked full-time, and the only reason I got a college degree was because there were a lot of people I went to school with that it enraged me that in the way we judge people in society, they would get to say they're smarter than me because I have never, ever used my degree. I have received no benefit in the workplace for it. I don't know if I've—I have never actually even been able to—ever been asked to produce my degree. Show it. No, no. I mean, yeah. there's just there's nothing. I can think of one or two classes that I may have got some real-world— benefit from and other than that i took classes to get through the college education and as such it has produced a job by which where we entertain tens of thousands of people every single day if we screw up it's not the end of the world and no one's life is altered like we can do a great show not that we ever do do it but we could do a not so great show and the world is just going to continue to function. Mm-hmm. So the listener may be slightly disappointed. Well, that wasn't their best show. If we go long and don't hit the top of right. the hour exactly when we're supposed to. The world doesn't end. Exactly. No one is fully aware. And I was chuckling because Kev mm-hmm. is kind of in the same boat as us. Kev has a degree in, what is your degree in? Is it music production or what What did you waste your money on? Music production and audio engineering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So again, <laughs> important if you're at a concert, you're going to need people like Kev to step up and do their job for the most enjoyable experience. However, we've all been to a concert where it didn't sound the greatest. And that is probably because some guy like Kev 
made a mistake, but your world still continued to exist. Yeah. It was not a life-altering thing. Mm -hmm. So we were chuckling earlier today. Your daughter is pursuing a degree in biology. Is that is that yeah. correct? Yeah. So to be a biologist, mm -hmm. that does not strike me compared to the degrees that we have or the jobs or the careers that we have pursued. If you were to screw up as a biologist, mm -hmm. it would seem to have a much greater ramification but on the human impact. on the human existence. Yeah. Than if you screwed up a radio show. Yes, exactly. Now, um, Emily, she was working on a paper last night. And what what was it, Emily, that you were saying? It was What was the theme, the paper that you had to write? It was about the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing system. Oh, the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing. What? Okay. Yeah, of course. And, and what, you had to take a position on it, right? Right. It was a persuasive persuasive paper and basically my position was that it should only be used for medical and agricultural uses so this is theoretically like you could change any gene of any living thing that has genes gene splitting so like you could make you could have a a boy and make it a girl is that right or you could oh yeah that's like an easy one like you could make like dogs green if you wanted to oh yeah okay so boom perfect exactly what i'm talking about yeah. her job literally could alter humanity mm -hmm. potentially down the road as we know it so let's say 10 years from now emily goes to work and has a bad day at the office like we do a subpar that show in the lab we'll be something. back tomorrow our bosses might send us an email and go boy that show was a little off today yeah yeah i'll do better tomorrow right she goes to work and has a bad day and now people have two heads exactly exactly think about this and we're all in society together we're all in the same ether the same soup we're all functioning together we're all shopping at the walmart together yes. and yet the jobs some jobs you screw them up it doesn't really matter but a job like that screws up mm -hmm. and now people have tails and <laughs> fins and oh my gosh my mind was just so blown as we were talking about this out loud <laughs> but those people with the bigger responsibility supposedly should be paid accordingly but they're often not <laughs> look at the we talk about this all the time think about the people in our business mm -hmm. who suck at their jobs mm -hmm. and the amount of money that they will mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. they produce terrible ratings mm -hmm. or they're not very good or they're not very entertaining and they keep getting paid and they keep going on right yeah. When she was writing this paper last night, she she got home and was furiously typing and trying to get it done because obviously there was a due date for it. And I, she said, I said, what do you need? Because, you know, I was like, do you want some dinner? Like, yeah. what can I do? What do you need? And she said, can you help me write my paper? And I was like, OK, well, what's it on? And she said, oh, gene splitting. I was like, OK, well, first of all, what is that? Uh-huh. And It's oh, growing heads. Oh, and you have to take a position on yeah. it. OK, no, I'm out. And and my wife and I. I'll make have, you dinner. Well, my wife and I. And I didn't this, even do that. Actually, we have this conversation at at our house all the time because she is a very smart person. She works in the field of cybersecurity. She mm -hmm. is one of these people who could hack right. hack in and shut down your life in a moment's notice. And so she works for a very large company. And one of the things she does is try to see who inside said company is at a a risk in the sense of. Uh, she will send you an email and you're, of course, not supposed to click the thing. And then Fred clicked the thing. And then we got to have a conversation with Fred about clicking the thing. Yeah. And I think about the importance was fishing, of her job. Yeah. She keeps a Fortune 500 company operational. Mm -hmm. And then here I am. I talked about Trump today. <laughs> <laughs>
So next time you're feeling self-important, I'm going to remind you of this. And I, I'm going to say something that uh, you probably don't hear a lot of, and that is, calm down. Calm down. Ah, it's good stuff. Relax. Good stuff. It is Kendall and Casey. You're listening to 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is 1151. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And if you go off a recent Harvard Harris poll, that was just released. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s net favorability rating is, yes. is is pretty high. He's at plus twenty one, which means that he's he's much higher than Joe Biden actually, who's at a negative favorability number, and uh, he'd probably be gaining a lot more momentum if uh, he just had maybe a little bit more money. He doesn't have a whole ton. Of, you don't agree with that. Well, look, he did this in this. A lot little, of people like him. They like him because they're not doing their homework. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a far left maniac, and he has an entire life of very, very, very. Uh, I'm trying to think what the right word is to use here. Uh, I was going to use standoffish, but as a wordsmith that I am, that would not be the, like, I feel like I should use a better word than that. He is very much against, especially on the environment, any person who is not lockstep on, take the most radical environmental person you can think of, Kennedy is with them. I mm-hmm. mean, Greta Thunberg, right. whoever. I mean, there's all sorts of clips, you know, Kennedy saying horrific things about people who question anything related to climate or what should happen to those people who question climate or politicians who question climate. I mean, this guy has a long track record of being in the very far left camp and people get enamored on one or two things because look, Kennedy's politician. His father was one of the most famous politicians in the history of this country. He's clearly, even though he has the vocal limitations, he's very well versed mm-hmm. on whatever topic he desires to get, to get into. He has chosen things to be the crux of his campaign because he recognizes there is a part of the Democrat Party that wants to wants to hear about that. And he has also recognized that it will get him a lot of television time on uh, on conservative outlets to potentially make him money in the future, whatever. And he has latched onto those things. And he's not wrong on the things that he's making the center point of his campaign, which is, you know, vaccine mandates, health independence, et cetera. However, you cannot ignore that this guy has a very long track record of being totally hostile to a huge portion of the populace. If he would just be a little bit more moderate, maybe he'd be doing a lot better. Um, he seemed to be almost kind of like DeSantis when he first started. He was polling very strongly, and he has since tapered off just a little bit. 16% of Democrat voters say that they would support him while a, a and this is with Democratic voters, 62% are still with Biden. But if it were to be Kennedy versus Kamala, Kamala is still polling ahead. Well, the, the, 
the, the problem with this is it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. And politics is very, very difficult as you're as an outsider once you get past the low hanging fruit. It's like it's a great example. Here's a, here's the best local example I can think of. Donald Rainwater. In 2020, Donald Rainwater, the libertarian, won all the low hanging fruit. And that was people who were just mortified by the behavior of Eric Holcomb. And that ended up being 11 and a half percent of the populace. It was three hundred and forty five thousand people in the state that said we are totally done with this goofball clown joke who runs this state but he was not able to get once because of money and campaign infrastructure he was not able to get past the low-hanging fruit he wasn't able to knock on doors and have a robust sign campaign so in terms of winning then the ne- there's tears there's layers it's like going to the center of the earth the core of the earth it, it, it gets harder to win those people robert f kennedy jr is the same way he's going to win the low-hanging fruit of people who are mortified that we have a dithering old buffoon in the white house who can't form coherent sentences but after that you got to knock on doors you got to do mailers you got to run television ads he doesn't have he doesn't have the infrastructure or ability to do that so yeah he's stuck right he yeah. got to the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. he picked all the low-hanging fruit yep. and the rest of the democrat party said we're not leaving Biden. Yeah. and he uh, tweeted out the other day since the assassination of my father in 1968 candidates for president are provided secret service protection but not me. So Mayorkas told him to go kick rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So they said, we're not giving it to you now. Typically that's not, it's within 120 days of the election. It's pretty rare if you're not an assumed nominee to get it. He's not wrong that given his family history, it might be worthwhile, but he's looking for a sympathy plea here because it's not that unusual. You think he's using the name on this one? Yeah, Yeah. he is. But given the history of his family, it may not be a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.